You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel, as always, joined by Marcus Parks. Hello. We got a fun guest in today. He's a good buddy. We've had a lot of uh, crazy drunken evenings together and a lot of great conversations. He's on a show on True TV. You can catch it. It airs Wednesdays, but it's always rerunning at random times. It's called Road Spill. Uh, what's your name? My name is Greg Burmeister, and Boom. thank you for having me. I love you guys. Perfect. Greg yeah. Burmeister is with us. So let's see. Uh, we had a lot of big news coming out today, coming out all week. But let's get to the biggest story of the week that the liberal media <laughs> refused to cover. Marcus, you enlightened me. You informed me of the story earlier today. What's the headline? Michael Dukakis would very much like your turkey carcass. He wants your turkey carcass. Give it to Dukakis. You got a carcass. Carcass is for Dukakis. You've carefully stuffed, cooked, and carved the turkey. You've sliced up all the extra little pieces, packing them in tinfoil for leftovers. And you may think you've used every possible aspect of that turkey. You'd be wrong. Michael Dukakis would like your turkey carcass. He wants your turkey carcass, and why does he want it? Greg, what do you think? That was very well written. It was perfectly <laughs> written. It's the Boston Globe. <laughs> and man, they're doing wonderful in this era of newspapers. Dukakis wants the carcass. Is it to give to the homeless? Is it somehow, is, is it for, uh, is it to plant and make a turkey tree? Soup. He wants it for soup. <laughs> he wants those leftovers. Yeah, it's a this soup. Is, this he is gives true. it to his family and friends mm. throughout to take them throughout the year. Yeah. This is a true story. Michael <laughs> Dukakis, the failure of 88. That's what I always call him. He wants your turkey carcass because he makes a soup for family and friends. And I guess any carcass will do. If it's been mauled over by your grandchildren, by your old uh, you know, uncle or grandfather who licks his hands clean because napkins are for liberals. You know, who knows why he's always licking his hands, but apparently he loves the way they taste of old tobacco and racism. Now, is the, is the, is the, is the health department aware of this? No, no one's aware of it. It's Michael Dukakis. This is the first news. This is a news radio podcast. News podcast. And uh, this is the first uh, podcast to pick up this story. Anyway, all right. So let's shift gears a little bit to uh, presidential politics. Rhetoric, it's at an all-time high, especially when it comes to Planned Parenthood. Of course, there was the massive push 
by the Republican Party to defund Planned Parenthood. They get $500 million a year by the, uh, from the federal government, which is a, a, a splash uh, in the ocean, a, a small, uh, it's a it's a drip drop of water in the ocean for the federal government. It's a rounding error, but they were. It's, it's been very very politicized. Carly Fiorina, she is a woman, and mm. she was discussing how she saw a video. Yeah, she's a woman. She is a woman. <laughs> I do want to clarify that. Can't argue that. She was discussing in a previous debate, a couple of debates ago. I think it was the second or maybe third one where she saw a video from Planned Parenthood where a baby was lying there and the doctors, uh, you know, butchered it and, and tore it apart. It was in uh, which, th- but the video that Carly mentioned does not exist. The videos that did really rile up, a lot, but the rhetoric that she threw out there, the story that uh, she uh, created. Uh, Definitely stayed uh, and um, had a good. It had it played into the larger narrative of the Republican core Republican base, mostly evangelicals uh, who are exceptionally fancy themselves pro life. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, the real videos are a uh, people posed to be in a biotech company. They went to plan. They went in and uh, and uh, had a conversation with some of the executives of Plan uh, Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood promised to hand over some uh, some fetal parts. I don't know what you do with them. Uh, research. So I get, yeah, you do research with yeah, them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the the alternative, I suppose, is to just throw them away, or uh, you know, I, some sort of uh, I, I garbage disposal. Yeah. I don't know, but either way, people were very upset. So uh, we had a shooting at a Planned Parenthood on on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. I, you, you, this is why you're supposed to drink on Thanksgiving, so you're too hungover to go shoot mm-hmm. up a Planned Parenthood the day afterwards. This guy, Robert, um, dear, dear. Robert Deere. He shot up a Planned Parenthood, uh, killed two civilians, one cop, shot at a bunch of other officers, and this lunatic had a bunch of protein, uh, propane tanks in his car, and uh, I guess he thought he was in an uh, Acme cartoon or some sort of a Looney Tune cartoon. He attempted to shoot his car multiple times to create a large explosion. Believe it or not, that didn't work. Absolutely not. I mean, I think you make a good point here that the narrative that Carly Fiorina right. is, is playing into, and I think the narrative that, that this guy and a lot of other people are starting to follow, uh, it's the, the notion that they live in an evil land. That there are evil things being done in America all around them, and they are the persecuted heroes that are coming out against these terrible things that are happening on an everyday basis. Mm. I mean, hell, most of the Republican candidates, that's what they're running on, is that Amer- make America great again, because the America mm. right Most now of them aren't running on sucks. making America great again. There's only one that is doing that, <laughs> and we'll be discussing mighty. him a little bit later. They're all running on one variation or another of make America great again. Mm. There's, right. There is one man who is smart enough to make that his entire brand though yes there is and we will be discussing donald trump uh coming up here uh later on in the show greg has inside information never used before to, heard never before heard <laughs> once again breaking news here on a blinken's top hat greg used to work on the apprentice donald mm-hmm. trump's massively successful television show and he's got a lot to say about the man's personality and his overall character Dear, this man, first of all, he was a recluse. Yeah. He knows, you know, there was, right? Recluse. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not laughing at recluse. I'm laughing at the <laughs> thought of the life that he lived. It is ridiculous. He makes, he makes, uh, Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski looked like he was living in a goddamn mansion. <laughs> I mean, this guy was, he was a nightmare. Neighbors said that he used to hide food in the woods, uh, which <laughs> makes no rational sense whatsoever. I don't, I don't know. know. Squirrels do it. All right. So the guy, he, uh, went in there, he shot up the Planned Parenthood, you know, and, uh, he was arrested by the cops. And, uh, and he mentioned that he no more selling dead baby parts, no more baby parts, so they can tie it. It wasn't just a uh, – he didn't just happen upon a Planned Parenthood and, sh- uh, and choose 
uh, that to shoot up. It was obviously on purpose based upon these videos that have coming out uh, have been coming out and based on the uh, heated rhetoric right now that has been occurring in the Republican primary. And again, if you are pro-life, that is to, it, it's not the worst stance on the face of the planet to have. My parents are pro-life. I, I'm not demonizing uh, your position. Uh, you know, if you are pro-life, uh, adopt and do foster care. And uh, and then I honestly don't have a problem with uh, with what you do. And no one who is truly pro-life would ever go shoot up. a. Uh, would ever, you can't go murder somebody in the name of being pro-life. It's mm. un, it's the it, it's just as ironic as, uh, uh, you know, peace through war, mm. you know, Um but one of the areas that that did bother me when it came to the coverage of this dear character getting arrested, a lot of the people, everyone politicizes everything and tries to make these uh, make 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 these events, you know, fit into their political narrative so then they can, you know, sort of trump their uh, perceived political opponents. So a lot of people were saying the man was a. Um, recipient of white privilege. Oh, recipient of white privilege. Oh, because he didn't fucking because get he didn't, riddled with bullets immediately. Right, because mm-hmm. he didn't get shot by the cops. But what happened, the cops tried to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't They're as only- if the cops were in there and like, oh, he's white. Uh, let's just you, let's just play um, Doug, the old Nickelodeon <laughs> yeah. show, like really, really loud in there. And then he'll uh, slowly uh, exit the Planned Parenthood. The cops tried to kill him. Yeah, they just failed miserably. You're only privileged if they don't hit you. He was. I mean, maybe he was like a Neo in there from the Matrix. I don't know. Maybe the guy was Bendy. I, the the, the uh, what was it? The bikers in Waco uh, a few months ago, like the shootout in the Pancake House parking lot. No, it was that. In- that I could say. Okay, I'll get you on that. It's like, okay, yes, if those were, were black guys, that probably wouldn't have ended as peacefully as it did. It didn't but, end peacefully at all! Well, I mean, as far as cops versus bikers go, that I can see. But this, no, they tried to kill this guy. They, the cops were just well, not very good at it. They mm-hmm. sucked at it. They were <laughs> the, miserable the at it. The intention was there. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I mean, no one... Real yeah, hard. Everyone yeah. tried to kill the guy. So that I will. That is a slightly uh, bothersome. So a lot of people are now oh, blaming yeah. the Republican Party for it. Donald Trump recently just spoke with uh, Meet the Press. He talked to this guy. Oh, I forget his name. Todd. Chuck Todd. Yeah. So uh, he got into a little bit of heat because Donald Trump mentioned how people, a lot of people dislike Planned Parenthood. But watch, the, if you just listen to the audio, he admits the guy's a total lunatic and things like that. But let's get into a little bit, Greg. I want to hear... Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on Donald Trump when it comes to his rhetoric, when it comes to him discussing Muslims and a database. I want to have, I have a point about that, but we're going to get to that later, Marcus. Do I? I have a point as well. very adamant about your database. (laughs) Yes, about the database. All right. So you worked on The Apprentice Mm -hmm. with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. What is his personality like when he is not running for president? He's, He's the most selfish person I've ever met in my life. He, uh, and why do you, what's so selfish about him? Because uh, it's a different, a difficult character trait to uh, spot on somebody. It's not exactly they have a large nose or a birthmark. What what did he no, do that made him so selfish? It's, it's very macro. It's uh, everything he does is to promote himself. Right. He makes the the show a Celebrity Apprentice. It's uh, you know they bring on celebrities. It's he, he markets it as a way to raise money for charity. But in reality, he he has these contestants go out and do challenges right to you know they they compete it's uh, he he uh he sells it as you know he's he's trying to teach people business skills but really their challenges are just them trying to market trump products right and whoever does it the best wins but ultimately he wins because he's just 
getting free promotion for anything with his name on it. Is it selfish or is that just a smart business decision? It He's is a smart businessman. I mean, it is smart, but it's it's there's very little focus on charities and a lot of focus on the Trump brand. When the cameras are off, is Donald Trump different than when the cameras are on? No, no. I'll give him that. He is so when you see Donald incredibly Trump, straightforward. When you see Donald Trump on stage, he just did an, uh, a uh, rally in Ohio. Our friend uh, Travis Irvine, who has been on the show many, many times, uh, he discussed it. Uh, he, I, I was speaking with him, and he was discussing going to the rally. And uh, he was mentioning how the uh, it, it's palpable what what you, what you feel in a Trump rally, mm-hmm. um, the amount of emotion from the crowd in a Trump rally. When you see Donald Trump on stage speaking in front of people, do you feel like that is an authentic version of the man? Yeah, I, I do, I do. But I think even when he's not on camera, even behind the scenes, he's he's still always trying to prove something. He's just. He here's an example. I, I want to okay. hear you guys' thoughts on this. Uh, we when we were shooting season thirteen of Celebrity Apprentice, it was during Hurricane Sandy. Okay, and you know, there's that huge gas shortage. You remember every gas station in the city, you would see lines of cars for yep. miles. I mean, people were waiting hours and hours just to get their ration of gas. Like it was a, it was you a, couldn't even fill up your entire tank. It was a perfect example of it. whenever there is a, a natural disaster, God forbid some sort of nuclear attack or anything like that, if you're in New York City, don't even try to get out. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. No, the well, whole I mean, city was on lockdown. Bicycle out, out of the bridge. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, people were missing work because they couldn't get gas in their cars. Mm-hmm. But there was a, I don't know how how well the media covered it, but... They didn't cover it very well. Yeah, there was one night where... Trump had a, a personal friend who ran a, like a gas chain up in Westchester mm. and they orchestrate because our production crew had 18 15 passenger vans like we had 18 camera crews and each crew had their own van to drive them around the city just to film Dennis Rodman drunk <laughs> exactly. 18 camera crews absolutely good it was lord ridiculous the most overstaffed show I've ever worked on. <laughs> but the, there was one, the the first night of the big gas shortage, everyone's worried about, you know, not getting to work. No one, you know, there's like nobody can get gas. But Donald Trump somehow managed to get a police escort to bring his 18 vans, gas guzzling vans, up to a, a gas station in Westchester where there were lines, you know, right. like you know, miles long of cars waiting to get gas. They actually had police barricade off streets so people couldn't get to the gas station as Trump's vans filed in and took all the gas for his show. <laughs> this reminds me of Chris Christie's Bridgegate to some degree. <laughs> yeah, in absolutely. That he just caused a massive inconvenience uh, for your everyday common person, which is what we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it was th- a massive inconvenience because of something. I mean, with Chris Christie, it was about pride. With this, this mm-hmm. is right. also, I mean, this is just... I mean, arrogance uh, right? on a staggering right? like, scale. He's, and like, this, okay, they're, they're blocking people who can't get gas to get to work to you know make a make ends meet while Trump's just hoarding all of the gas for his show that they really don't need. I mean, they could just 
not do the show that yeah, week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Celebrity well, Apprentice could probably fall behind schedule a little exactly. bit. Exactly. I'd think I'd be fine. But, but then, when, when you're filming in October and the show doesn't air till February, you'd think you could push back production a day or two. <laughs> right. To let the common man get to work. But do you believe him when he says he'll get things done, you know, like oh, he, building a wall of, in, in Mexico? I mean, if he was able to get gas for his 18 uh, huge 15-passenger yeah. vans. Oh, no, he, he gets things he, done. It's just a matter of how many other people he screws over in the process. Yeah. Right. I mean, can you imagine that man making those sorts of decisions as far as like, foreign policy goes? Right, right. I mean, I mean, that's what's scary for, for me is that the man is a bulldozer. Uh, mm-hmm. He will get whatever he needs to get done, mm-hmm. which works fine in, in, in capitalism. Mm-hmm. But when you start getting into diplomacy, I mean, that's terrifying. This is what this is what Putin would respond to. They would get together. There's a lot more countries and- in the world than just Russia. Well, let's be honest. <laughs> Who are we trying to destroy? Um. But you have Obama saying, you know, just very professorial things about war and peace and, uh, you know, what ISIS is. And then you have Donald Trump who says we're going to bomb the shit out of ISIS, <laughs> a presidential candidate who has to be bleeped. I mean, this has really never happened in our lifetime. They parse their words so closely and their 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 lips are so sealed on things. The idea of cursing as a presidential candidate it was so insane before Donald Trump. <laughs> and that's what we have. So we have a situation now with Trump. He got into a lot of heat because he was making fun of a reporter. The reporter has a disease. I don't know what the name of it is, but he has a very, very yeah. small hand. Yeah. Uh, very similar to... Um, uh, scary movie, yeah. The movie scary, the scary movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Elliott's character. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if yeah, you've yeah, ever yeah, seen yeah. scary, Chris <laughs> Elliott's character, he's, he's got a tiny hand. I, I have no idea what the disease is called. Donald Trump uh, acted out what the man looks like with his hand. It was a little bit. Uh, some people perceive it was a little offensive. But it, was, what, it, yeah, was, it was it was kind of the well, sort he, of thing that you do in sixth grade to make yeah, your friends laugh. Even just the yes. the, the, the vocal impression yeah, that he did was like, the, the, yeah, the, that's, like, that's what you do. In, that's what you do in junior high. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's where we are. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know, we talked about this previously on the show, and I love the point. That is what you do in junior high. Mm-hmm. Uh, State of the Union speeches previously, back in, I'm just going to throw Woodrow Wilson's name out there because he's being demonized uh, for some reason mm-hmm. at this right now. Back in the day, um, it was it was for the, the elites, the very highly educated. Those were the only ones who had uh, the ability to even listen to a State of the Union address. So it started off very collegiate. Very. If you go back and listen to some old State of the Union addresses, it's like the person is talking to an adult, and you. It's really yeah. kind of very, refreshing. Very well, well articulated, articulated it's, it's and not, detailed. Yeah, it's not a guy mocking someone with a disability, right? But now the average State of the Union speech is written for the. Uh, I believe it's a seventh grader. Yeah, it's a middle school level of intellect and and verbiage that presidents use now in their State of the Union addresses, which is which is offensive, and everyone should be offended. Uh, you know, people think Obama is so damn smart he is talking down to you because he thinks you're an idiot Mm -hmm. and he's not smart he's just normal and everyone's become so dumb exactly um but donald trump playing into that world that we have allowed it to exist we we have allowed this world to happen so when you say he's mocking him uh like like he's in middle school he is and it's crushing yeah Mm -hmm. everyone in in the crowd they were laughing they were clapping like (laughs) look at him that's now that's comedy. In 1991, 
uh, people asked Donald Trump if he was going to run. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he was a registered Democrat. So people were wondering if he was going to run against H.W. Uh, Bush. He said no. In 2000, I believe it was, what, 2004, Rage Against the Machine had the uh, had their um, killing in the name yep, of yep. video where Trump in 2000, whatever, uh, you know, mocking the idea of a President Trump. The Simpsons have been mocking the idea of a President Trump. Have we joked ourselves into this? Have, have have the jokes been has the joke been lost? Well, I think it, it, with I, these I, things we always thought that there's no way that this is going to happen because that's the whole thing about joking. You know, the the point of right. a joke is to something that is so ludicrous that it could never possibly happen. That's so ludicrous that it's an idea that you can't fathom actually happening. And I think for so long we have sort of just treated these people as jokes. We have treated as something that oh, there's there's no way that anybody like Ted Cruz could ever possibly come even close to being president. Well, and now we're there. We've joked about it. For for so long, we didn't take any of these people seriously, yeah, and we didn't. We thought too much of our fellow Americans, and I think that was one of our. Be- that's what we did: is that we joked about these things and thought they were so ridiculous. We thought there's no way that people are going to respond to this shit, and well, now they are. I'm completely over the presidency. I mean, we. It's an oligarchy. The people who uh, control the Fed control the country. Everybody knows that, so that's why I'm actually not that concerned. And if you are super worried about things, I would just. Uh, you know, urge you to relax, um, as Aaron Rodgers said, because the presidency, I do not believe, actually holds nearly as much power as it once did. That's not the point, though. The point is it doesn't matter how much power he holds. It's what he represents. He represents... But he represents interesting hair and money. <laughs> <laughs> right right now, what people are... He represents the lizard brain. What If you have a guy like Donald Trump in office, then it well, gives millions of Americans permission that it right. gives them permission to be racist. It gives them permission to be violent. It gives them permission to be jackass, the jackasses that they've always wanted to be. If the president is doing it, then, goddamn, I guess I can do it too. That's right. what it is. It's if symbolic. Your fa- yeah, if your father's, uh, you know, a, a racist, then you feel like you can be a racist. Or if your father, you know, enjoys uh, rooting for the Detroit Lions. Then you can vote. <laughs> then you can root for them too, because Dad made it okay. <laughs> Forget the Lions. Don't even worry about him. You kidding me? <laughs> but, but okay. So there was a man at a Trump rally recently. Uh, Donald Trump mentioned food stamps, and uh, the man stood up. He said, "You're greedy." Similar to what you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, and and you would agree with the man when he calls Trump greedy. Absolutely. Yeah, gr- greed is his. It's part of his brand. I believe "Money, Money, Money" is the theme song for The Apprentice, yeah, right? Exactly, I don't know if that's the exactly. name of the song, but money, 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 money—that one, money, that one. It's that one. You, you freak, yeah. So the man, uh, the man uh, stood up in this rally. You can, you can uh, YouTube the the video. He he shouts, "You're greedy!" The man is escorted out by security, and he happens to be overweight. Donald Trump says, "I mentioned food stamps," and of course, the fat guy. Uh, you know, the, he, he he looks like he could use a little less food himself. He never actually called him fat, but you know, he called him fat. Yeah. yeah. That man, was he gave an interview and he was discussing, like I was talking about with Travis Irvine in Ohio, um, what the mood is in the crowd at a Trump rally. There was an Indian fella who was wearing traditional, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the head, I don't, I don't know the name Headdress. of it. The headdress. And, and, what, so, and these, these pricks, they kept on calling him ISIS and things like that. So this man. Oh, you're, oh, you're talking about he was wearing as a, so he was a Sikh. Yeah, possibly a Sikh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he's wearing um, the turban. Which, which yeah. are one of the most peaceful people on the face of the planet. And there was a moron in Wisconsin who shot up a Sikh temple thinking they were Muslims. 
He was way off. If you if you're not even smart enough to know if you're not if you're a racist and you don't even get the race right yes. <laughs> that you're killing. I mean, you're a real asshole. I mean, it is purpose. literally hating someone for the color of their skin. Yeah. yeah, it's looking at someone's skin and not knowing anything about that person and immediately hating them. It's the definition of racist. It's, it's yeah, that's what racism but it's, is. It's not even. But they don't even know what they're, they're what they're the race that they're shooting. It's the height of ignorance. It is. So the people at the rally, they were t- calling this guy ISIS and things like that, obviously way out of line. But the guy, the, 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 the guy that was escorted out, at no point did he say anything to these people. He just talked about it later. Isn't it up to the people in the crowds at these Trump rallies? Donald Trump doesn't know what's happening in every single aisle of every single row mm-hmm. of every single seat. You know, isn't it up to the people to tell these uh, jerk offs to shut up and leave the guy alone? Right. <laughs> So what's but but again you feel like he's just allowing enabling these people they feel as if they have the right they wouldn't say these things at all at the office no they absolutely wouldn't and he's not telling them to stop that's the big thing about him too is that he's right. loving this oh yeah he plays off of it there is a the one people that are Donald Trump is he's a, he's a he's an atheist he's a, he's a Hollywood type yeah. right he's just a, he's just a, he's a yeah. Um, East Coast billionaire. I mean, he does not care about family values or or any of the things that really um, once resonated with people in the Midwest. You mm-hmm. know, obviously, again, Ted Cruz coming up in Iowa at 24% right now because he's going to get a huge inroads with the evangelical vote. That's what Ben Carson was coming up because of the evangelicals. But Trump is being able to, uh, he's been able to sort of silence the evangelical community because he is just coming from a point of I mean, what is it? Is is it? What? He's the man from the TV. He's the mm-hmm. man from the TV. He's a brand. That's yeah, they, he can definitely right. he can bypass the evangelicals because the evangelicals sit at home and watch him on TV. Mm-hmm. And since they've got that connection to him, because right. that's what they're looking for, they're looking for a connection. Since they've got the man from the TV connection, then they can kind of forgo their i mean it's what we were talking about weeks ago is it like do uh evangelicals do they what do they do they hate mexicans or do they love jesus more right 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 mm-hmm. uh, he, he I, I do believe he's got to win a southern primary that's why he's going the racist route because he can't go the religious route there's no doubt about that in my mind and megan mccain agrees with me she's very <laughs> smart um, uh, um uh Pendulette. Was, yes, he, I love Pendulette, huge libertarian. Yeah, he's fantastic. He he wrote an excellent piece on his experience being on Celebrity Apprentice. Did you get a chance to meet Penn? Yeah, yeah, and he was nice great. guy. Oh, I love Penn. I love Pendulette more than anyone else that was ever on that show. Isn't he's that awesome. fun? I was so I was so happy. Now he's he is fantastic. Penn's about six foot seven. He's about my yeah, height, right? Yep, he's huge. Yep, big guy. Who's your favorite person who is six foot seven? You, Ben. Not you, Mark. I don't care. I don't. You have to answer that. Pendulette, but Ben Kissel comes in at a close second. That's great. That's oh, close second. Classic Kissel story. I'm always a close second, and I love to be there because then you get story. to see what the one in first place is doing. I'll tell you, Lincoln wasn't shot from the front. But no. Uh, so Pendulette, he, he wrote an article uh, to, talking about how he actually made a deal with the producers of celebrity apprentice and himself. when you say he donald trump no uh pendulette Pe- Pen- Pen- okay. Pen made a deal with the producers that he would that he would play along with trump and yeah you because know, Penn's a very outspoken guy you know? yes he, he if he was just himself he wouldn't have lasted more than a day on that show because he's he, he could out debate trump any day 
He's you, brilliant. You think so? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Penn Jillette's, he's a genius. Yeah. And he, yeah, but he made a deal with the producers that he would play along and listen to Trump and kind of play the game, so to speak. Right, right, and right. And he actually made it to the very end. He almost won the won the, won the show. It's not a right. show, it's a game. But And so Penn, knowing Donald Trump, now he has zero uh, faith in the man. He doesn't support him whatsoever. No, he doesn't like him at all. Right. He's very cordial with him, but he does not like him. Do you think there's anybody other than Tom Brady <laughs> that <laughs> likes Trump? That likes Trump. So, I mean, a lot of these celebrities, celebrity. there do seem to be a lot of celebrity uh, chatter. There does mm-hmm. seem to be a lot of celebrity chatter about Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, what celebrities that, I mean, there's not many celebrities that come in contact with Trump that actually matter. James Woods. <laughs> if you've ever seen Family Guy, there's yeah, a whole yeah. high school named after yeah. him. Oh, James Woods Twitter feed. Let's just, let's just see what, see James, what James Woods is up to. <laughs> let's see what James Woods' thoughts process do. like on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> All right. Seth MacFarlane really brought his popularity back. I love James Woods. I can't get enough of the guy. I'm a huge James Woods, James Woods fan. <laughs> Donald Trump recently got into some trouble because he mentioned database, a database for Muslims, and mm-hmm. we talked about it on last week's episode. So I've been thinking about it this week because I think a lot because mm-hmm. um, I go to, uh, you know, I'm always in bed and uh, <laughs> I love thinking in bed. Isn't that the best? It's the best. Yeah, I never sleep though. Yeah, it's the number one cause of uh, insomnia. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's thinking. what it is I'm suffering from. <laughs> thinking heard... is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. A database. What, what's James Woods talking about? Is it odd that Obama seems to have had no friends at college or law school? Not only are all his records sealed, <laughs> but it seems he was a ghost. So, <laughs> so did Obama even... James Woods is right. James did Woods he even go to law school? Did Obama even go to college. I'm not sure if he's not an animatronic robot from BattleBots. I have no idea. Hashtag climate change huckster pumps the carbon on way to climate change conference. It's a picture of an airplane. I get it. That's very good. Very accurate. James Woods, he's always crushing it. Yeah, he speaks the truth. And then there's a picture of him in New England in November. Him on the coast. All right. I did ask a question on Twitter recently. We're going to get back to Donald Trump uh, you know, and and, uh, the Muslim database. Because I think it got blown away out of proportion. Right. But uh, I asked the question on Twitter, and it got multiple responses, which is very good. Do you think Barack Obama, the one misconception about Obama is that he's a peacetime president. That's number one. Number two is that he's for uh, uh, freedom of of, uh, information, speech, and isn't uh, running the the most massive surveillance state in the history of this country. Dare I say the history of the world, maybe nixing uh, some Asian countries such as China. So what we have is... uh, Will Barack Obama pardon Edward Snowden? I say, uh, I, I hope the answer is yes. Marcus did a little research. 31 whistleblowers under the Obama administration. And what is a whistleblower? A whistleblower is just somebody within the government that is actually... That, that tells the truth who, about who, the job yeah, they're doing. Who's coming out the truth. Yeah, who's yeah, coming out right. and saying something's fucked up here. But a lot of times they have to break some rules to do it. Right. And when they break those rules, Obama brings down the hammer. I love, I love Edward Snowden. What a well-intentioned man. Yeah, I'm a huge Edward Snowden fan. If you don't mm-hmm. like Edward Snowden, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't understand why you wouldn't. What? I know there is some argument, oh, he put national security at risk. Uh, he didn't do anything worse than Geraldo Rivera did on Fox News when he just told everybody where the military troops were that he was currently hanging out with. Okay. And Obama, I mean, you know, he puts the national security at risk every single time he just tells ISIS that we have no strategy. And yeah, if we do have a strategy, he just lays it out. And he's like, and we will be there in three weeks. Uh, it's, it's awful. 
So uh, he's put Obama has put 31 whistleblowers in prison since he took office, and no one is discussing it. No one is talking about it because he is shielded be, uh, by his by his uh, politics. I mean, he, he's in a total safe zone. Why isn't why if W. Bush put 31 whistleblowers in in, in prison, that would be all over the news. Yeah. yeah so right. Donald Trump makes one comment about a. Uh, so the, uh, I guess we'll stick with the question. Do you think uh, Edward Snowden will be pardoned by Obama, Greg? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I. I I would hope so, but I realistically don't think he's going to. Marcus, what do you think? Nah. That no. seems to be the overall consensus. Mm-hmm. So why why isn't, first of all, why isn't Obama given back his Nobel Peace Prize yet? You know, we have, what was the last uh, the last numbers on the drone strikes, which are very, very difficult to come across? <laughs> the, the drone strike uh, numbers are extremely difficult to parse. Some say that it's 2% of drone strikes have killed civilians. Some say it's as high as 20% right. of drone strikes have killed c- civilians. Right. I mean, you don't really know. Um, so it's, I mean, the the fact remains that many civilians have been killed by drone strikes, partly because there's just human error involved in these, and partly because these militants tend to hide among civilians. So Barack Obama just lies to the American people when he says all, all the things he has to say about ISIS and how it's contained and all, these, all this nonsense. Meanwhile, he's conducting the biggest drone operation in the history of the world and killing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of innocent kids, and these kids don't even have the luxury of looking at their murderer in the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, Chris Kyle, great eyes. <laughs> I love, oh wait, I'm thinking of Bradley Cooper. I'm thinking of Bradley Cooper. Oh, Never mind. Blue eyes. Chris Kyle's eyes were dead. Yeah, I mean he made a big mistake. Never take a lunatic to a gun range. Uh, that's what I always say. <laughs> I think Edward Snowden should get a Nobel Peace Prize. I agree. Why that not? That guy's fantastic. I mean, it's so sad he has to hang out in Russia. I mean, he's probably getting yeah, tanked off of vodka. Russia. What are they eating in Russia? Borch. Yeah. yeah. A lot of borch. <laughs> borch made with carcasses. <laughs> yeah. Give them to Dukakis. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah, he loves that shit. So now we have the Syrian refugee crisis um, because Obama did such a terrible job in, in foreign policy, created ISIS when he pulled out. It just is what it is. I know a lot of people don't want to blame Obama uh, for the creation of ISIS. They want to blame HW. Uh, I mean, uh, just, just W. Just, just w. They want to blame just W. W created Al-Qaeda. W, well, not... <laughs> didn't create Al Qaeda, strengthened Al Qaeda, yeah. and uh, and there's a whole different group of terrorists that W created. Let's give some respect to Obama. He created ISIS. I okay, mean, let's give it to both. Why can't it be both? Why okay, they can share. Okay, they can share it. They can share it. And everyone wins a medal <laughs> in today's America. Everyone, Ooh. everyone's responsible for war. Has oh, anyone okay. not get, receive their Nobel Peace Prize yet? Whatever. Yeah, everyone, everyone have one. So the Syrian refugees are coming over. Uh, Donald Trump is asked about a database. Okay. He says that he would create a database for the refugees coming over. This is my this is what I've been thinking about. Well, eventually he said that it was about the Syrian refugees. He got that. That was on like the third go round. Yeah. I mean after he got a lot of had a lot of chances to clarify himself. <laughs> he does and he still to this day had a lot of chances yeah. to clarify himself <laughs> and still really hasn't. This is my point. Can I just make one goddamn point? Sure. Mark, I, 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 according when people listen to the show, it says hosted by Ben Kissel. I can't even get a point in. Hey, you go ahead. Sorry, Ben. I apologize That's for fine. our inconvenience. No, it's not, not a big deal. <laughs> really no, no big deal at all. Um, there, is, there is already a database. You know, the Syrian refugees uh, coming into the United States, the 10K that we're thinking about taking in, they're going to be so high, uh, highly vetted. 
Um, all of that goes into a database. Everything is databased. So I don't understand why Trump got so much heat when discussing the Syrian refugees and a database. All he did was tell the truth about what every single person in power does and would do and did. Well, I mean, databases are nothing new for the U.S. government. Every people Kia has a database mm-hmm. of the people that buy their cars. And they know for a fact that people that buy Kias tend to lean left. And Dodge Ram knows that the people that buy their Dodge Rams uh, tend to lean right. And they advertise as such. Everything everything is monitored. Everything is in a database. The entire economy, the entire world is based on information. We're all cataloged. People are constantly collecting information. That's why, you know, you, you Google... Uh, electric guitar and the right. next time you're on Facebook you get ads like Slash releases new custom guitar right, 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 right. $3,000 like, well, every, sl- everything's connected by the information you give out yeah Slash opened up by the way he, he sang the na- or guitared the national anthem at a recent uh, college football game <laughs> lose some weight <laughs> holy Christ Slash I hate when the rock stars get fat that's why I'm, I've been yeah. fat the whole damn time <laughs> you're not fat <laughs> alright well I'm gonna get fatter but again, that's not the the point. Isn't the database the the what the point right. is is that he has not come out and said we shouldn't have a database for all Muslims because that's what everyone's kind of reading it as is that he is coming out and saying that we need a database for every Muslim there is no a matter what for- not for every single for you know just say a guy that's a, a third generation like his great grandfather was a Pakistani immigrant sure. and he's still. A you know, and he's a Muslim. That's what people are seeing. Trump is saying that we need a database of every single person of the Muslim faith. Right. And while that's not necessarily true, while it's not necessarily what he was talking about, he's not coming out and saying he didn't. He's not clarifying that he didn't say that. And if there's a yeah. question as to if it if your character is such that there is a question about what you're talking about, whether you're that's a bad thing for a presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just saying. That this is not something that all all people empowered uh, they they all do it. So the fact that Donald Trump said that he would isn't doesn't make it any it doesn't make it any worse than the people who do. I mean, so just because Barack Obama hasn't come out and said that he's you know put thirty one whistleblowers in prison more than any president in U.S. history, just because he doesn't come out and blast the numbers of innocent civilians that the drone strikes have killed, that that makes him worse. If 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 Trump killed three hundred innocent civilians uh, with a drone strike. He'd brag about it. <laughs> oh, he'd be which so might, which, proud. Which, which, which is worse? Yeah. I don't know. At the very least, the transparency. And again, going back to the Trump narrative of the curtain being pulled back on the person who was in control, very Wizard of Oz-esque, that's what he's playing on. Mm-hmm. He's just telling the truth he's, about how terrible leaders are. Oh, he's being such a dickhead. He's being that dickhead, though. Yeah. He's being the guy that's come to, well, at least I'm telling the truth. <laughs> and the government should not know your religion. The government should know nothing, and the government should mm-hmm. stop. I mean, I, I'm so... I've become... I'm I'm so anti-government. It's just a bunch of idiots. Google just how many, and you don't have to do this, Marcus. I'm just telling the the, uh, the listeners. Just Google how many government, um, uh, you know, just how many organizations there are attached to the government. It is smaller than somebody's Ancestry.com search. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, bigger than somebody's Ancestry.com search. I mean, it is massive, mm-hmm. the amount of organizations that are attached to the government, and the money that comes out of yeah, the government millions, is completely millions, insane. Billions, billions, of dollars. billions of dollars. It's it's absolute mayhem. The government should know nothing. Uh, but, of course, they, they will continue to know everything. At the very least, again, I mean, I suppose it's refreshing to these people to hear Donald Trump admit 
the truth that all leaders are scumbags and everyone who wants to seek the office of the presidency is a total lunatic. You know, we have somebody like Hillary Clinton, and we don't talk a lot about Hillary because, I mean, she's just so unelectable. It's ridiculous. I had somebody tweet at me about uh, how she supposedly didn't start, how the Clinton campaign didn't start the Obama is a Muslim uh, nonsense. And by the way, I always said this about Obama is a Muslim. If you want to say Obama's a Muslim, I just agree with you, and I say, who, who the hell gives, who cares? Whatever lunatic religion somebody wants to be, they're all Abrahamic, and they're all the exact same thing. Am I wrong, Marcus? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Hillary Clinton Hillary Clinton loves the game. She just wants yeah. to win to say she won and yeah. she's not going to do anything. She just Marcus, are you telling me Hillary Clinton did not start the Obama is a Muslim thing? Oh, no, I'm definitely agreeing with you on that. Thank you so much. People are tweeting at me, and they're disagreeing with me. <laughs> no, 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 I was talking about, I was disagreeing on like, something what? totally different. What are you disagreeing with me on? That all the Abrahamic religions are exactly the same. They're all the exact, the, the Jewish people, they, we just made, Christians <laughs> just made a whole other half of it. They just finished the story, I guess. <laughs> There's differences. A few differences. <laughs> well, we can all agree women aren't treated well. <laughs> not when you get real hardcore with it. No, absolutely not. They're all the same. A bunch of lunatics. Right. A bunch of lunatics. The people who went to shoot up uh, the uh, the um, Muhammad drawing contest in Texas are just as crazy as the dude who went to shoot up a Planned Parenthood. They all have the exact same actions, and they're all motivated. I don't. We don't know for a fact if this guy was religious, but I would assume he fancies himself uh, a lover of Jesus. Uh, I would assume so. No, I think when you once you start getting to the extremist wings of them, then yeah, they definitely are all blended together. They're all the same. Any, anyone who shoots up anything is an absolute idiot. Like it doesn't matter what you stand for, what you're you're looking to do, you're still murdering people. Yeah, but it's a lot easier yeah. when you have a way to justify it. Yeah, Greg, what's your true. favorite Donald Trump story? Good Man. experience working for the guy overall, huh? Yeah, uh, I mean, no, nah, it, it was fine. It was the the the, the entire crew is cool. Everyone when you shake his hand, awesome. is his hand wet? <laughs> I feel like you might have a wet hand. It's very and if, large. And if it is, how often is it wet? It is. <laughs> like, like three times out of five. It's Nine not, out of ten. It's not really. It's not soaked. It's just. It's really warm and uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> it is an interesting election cycle. You know, uh, I know most people feel like they have no options, and and you don't, yeah. uh, which is relatively sad. Hillary Clinton is currently being federally indicted, or, or she is she possibly might be federally indicted before. Uh, the election is done. This email situation is a very serious problem. Yeah, how is she even still an option? Like, she's the only option on the on the uh, on the left. How is I mean, there no other person in America. She's who, the most conservative candidate uh, running in the entire in, in the whole field. Uh, maybe uh, except for Ted Cruz and uh, Mike Huckabee and those real social conservative yeah. lunatics. But if you look at Hillary Clinton's early record voting record, she's just as socially conservative as Mike Huckabee is currently. So it is what it is. So you have a candidate who is. Uh, you know, currently under federal investigation, who might possibly become indicted if she gets elected presidential pardon herself. So you can imagine mm -hmm. uh, what situation we're working in. And then a reality television star who is um, riling up a base that was previously undisturbed in the 08 cycle and in the 2012 cycle. When people talked about John McCain shutting down the woman who's like, Obama's a Muslim. And John McCain says, he's a good American. It totally <laughs> hurt John McCain. In 2012, Mitt Romney. Uh, was uh, not able to find any sort of uh, you know grassroots organization whatsoever. A because he was a multi billionaire who is a uh, 
who was who was ashamed of it, and B because he was a Mormon, C because he, the man had the public speaking uh, skills of a shoe. He was just terrible at uh, at engaging with human beings. So this current election cycle is between a reality. I think I firmly believe Donald Trump gets the nomination. I don't see a way that he doesn't. The numbers just don't show that he won't. He wins everywhere. He is winning in every single state. We have Iowa coming up in February, and he wins Iowa. This is this is the shakiest state for him. I mean, he can win among Republicans who vote in primaries, right. but among people who actually vote in the main election, he's not doing good. In two, no, that's not even. I mean, the numbers are str- they're they're tight. It's close. Not between him and Hillary. It's about well. I, lo- I love how how do- Donald close. People, it's about forty percent and fifty percent for Hillary. People love Donald Trump because he's so honest. Yet. People love Hillary Clinton, and she's the most deceitful person out there. They're like polar opposites. So th- this is the question. Final question of the entire show. Do you want a likable president? Do you want to like your president? You know, I mean, you look at Netanyahu. I hate – I don't hate. I don't hate anyone. Mm-hmm. But I don't like Benjamin Netanyahu. His, his politics are brutal. And I mentioned this on Fox News, and uh, I was called an anti-Semite quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which I am not. But, uh, you know, when he, we talked about this when he ran against Herzog and his Islamophobia. And, his, I mean, the platform was just insane. Was and sickening. I think they, they killed some Muslims in a town square. Uh, you know, they, they, started, they, they started a couple of bombing raids uh, over there uh, before, uh, before he got elected. So people knew they were still at war. And they had to, uh, you can't switch horses in midstream. Then you have Putin. He's a total prick. You have all these leaders. Do you want? Do you want to like a president? Is it, Jimmy Carter is one of the most likable people of all mm-hmm. time. Terrible president. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to like your president? I mean, I personally don't. I don't need to like him. I'm, I'm chances. The chances of me ever meeting them are very slim. Right. And so, like, they don't have to be my friend. You I just want them to run my country efficiently. Hillary's unfavorable ratings are massive. They're actually the exact same thing as Donald Trump's. Low 60s, mid 50s, usually. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're depending not, on the tides. They're not the guy next door. They're not my best friend. They're uh, they're running the country. Does it matter? They don't have to be a nice guy. Marcus, what do you think? I mean, or, you you know, no. just grassroots. You go back. You talk to your family. Do you have to like the president? I'd like to have a president I can believe in. Yeah, and if I yeah, have, I think that's very and if different. I can, and well, if I, Donald Trump got gas during a gas crisis for <laughs> for eighteen fifteen seat vans. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did. Fu- I mean, very but, unlikable, but you can believe that he did it. <laughs> yeah, I believe that he did. I, I know, you I know, know he, that he did, did it. it. <laughs> but I, I think that's inherent in politics. I think what what people vote is they vote for someone that they can believe in. And if you believe in someone, then more than likely you're going to like them. I think in order to vote for, I think in order to to really vote for somebody, and to actually be like as far as like grassroots go, yeah, you kind of have to like the guy a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, Uh, I'm I'm writing in your name, Marcus. Well, thank you. Yeah, not a problem. (laughs) Very likable. All right. Thank you, Ben. I'll write in you. Nah, don't bother. I I, I don't want all the yeah, pressure. You get one vote. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't deal with all the publicity. Let's cancel each other out. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap up the show. You know, it's been an interesting week, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good Thanksgiving. Great Thanksgiving. Yeah, you had a good time, Marcus? Yeah, I had a wonderful time. We just you know, hung out at my girlfriend's place, mm. listened to music all day, and then played some video games at the end of the night, cap it all off, played some Mortal Kombat. That's wonderful. Greg, how was your Thanksgiving? It was great. You know, I I, uh, drowned my lonesomeness in 
a few bottles of whiskey, and it was fun. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How yeah. was yours, Ben? I didn't eat anything. What? Yeah, I didn't have one nibble of food. You, you went to the National Review Party and listened to people yell at each other for oh, hours. Oh, it was mm, wonderful. Sure. <laughs> yep. And then sounds like a party. <laughs> yep. Occasionally, I would just just to cause a controversy. I'd say, but Bernie Sanders does have good good uh, ideas sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, his economic policies. You should really listen to those. You man, you fucking drive some people insane, and then just let a few yeah. people start talking, and then just walk. Yeah, away. you just bounce. Yeah, it's like a like yeah, a yeah, silent yeah. fart bomb. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The old the old uh, sneak the, attack. The, the duster. The old uh, what do you call it? Pearl Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I toot and I leave the room, I say, Pearl Harbor. No one saw it coming. Uh, but the, the, actually, in Pearl Harbor, uh, they did know it was, a, it was about to occur, but they we had to get into the war. Yeah, aware so, of that. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get into war, though. You know, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. Hard decisions. Yeah. Very divisive candidate, that Bernie Sanders. Very mm-hmm. divisive. I like Bernie. Yeah, a lot of people do. What do you like about Bernie I like the most? Him in small doses. Yeah? Yeah. He's a nice guy. You going to vote for Bernie? I might vote for Bernie. I haven't decided. I usually don't even vote. You don't? No. Marcus, you going to vote for Bernie? My vote doesn't matter. Uh, in the Democratic primaries? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Well, actually, no. Well, I'm not a registered Democrat. I'm a registered independent. I think you can vote in New York if you're a registered independent. Really? I believe you can vote in both. I'm yeah. not even registered in New York City. Yeah, you just go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> New York, it doesn't. I, I walk all the go. time. It's, it's at an elementary school uh, near where I live, and it, you know it's creepy to walk into an elementary school. But yeah, you just go. You just they, you just vote. There's a game I like to play walking around, like Brooklyn. I, I call it elementary school or maximum security prison. <laughs> they, they all look the same. They really Starting do. To. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly enough, getting the kids ready for the in- incarceration. <laughs> Barbed wire, reinforced windows. That's it's, right. It's crazy. Oh, Hillary loves it. She <laughs> loves prison. She loves pu- putting people in them. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. Stack Largest prison population increase of all time under the Clinton administration. Ooh. And again, more, more people in prison for whistleblowing under Obama. That's so think why about I that. gladly pay my taxes. Think about it. Then mm-hmm. all other presidents combined, by the Then way. all other presidents combined. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Well, I'm going to, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. I mean, so I mean, it's just so funny. You, you get all these responses from liberals, and they pretend as if they're doing something for the greater good, and they pretend as if conservative, the conservative group think, and then what is the liberal, uh, what, what do uh, conservatives, so liberals say that conservatives fall into conservative group think, mm-hmm. and, uh, and conservatives say the liberals fall into the liberal media bias, right? Yeah, 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 I think so. No, What's it's the term the you mentioned, Marcus, before, uh, when people, uh, they just validate their own opinions? Confirmation by, bias. Confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place, isn't it? Yeah. You can find anything that you want. Any opinion that you want, uh, you can find yeah. out there. Oh, and, yeah. And Absolutely. if someone if someone else, at least if you mm. have one site that looks like a new site saying that you're right, then you're right. Exactly. You know, it's like in the uh, the thousands of Muslims cheering thing. That's how that kept going. Donald Trump, when he mentioned uh, 9-11, uh, you know, the towers were going down, he said in New Jersey there were thousands of Muslims uh, cheering. Which um, not true. I it, it is not true. We had Samanar Bobby on a few uh, weeks ago. There is no doubt that there were billions of Muslims cheering. I don't know about billions. How many Muslims are there? Uh, what eight billion? There's six billion people in the yeah. goddamn world, Marcus. <laughs> Millions. Yeah. I think there's, there's no a, doubt it was a yeah. victory for somebody. Uh, I mean, these like things. To, yeah. just, <laughs> I think it's like a billion Muslims, something like that. 
Yeah, there were maybe two billion. That sounds fair. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. Uh, six of was eighteen percent of the population. Yeah, but that but that's the thing 17? is that that's right. that's the problem. That's what's happening is that when someone well, say they're saying okay, he comes out and says there's thousands of Muslims that are cheering, and then. Some, and then they'll say, like, no, well, no, that's not true at all. It's like, well, there were some Muslims there cheering some somewhere. Of, some Muslims cheering was, somewhere is yeah. nowhere near the same as thousands cheering across the river. He was watching television, watching a bunch of Muslims cheering. I, I saw And then he too. looked at his window and saw New Jersey, and he's like, oh, I guess he just got confused. It was just the first place he looked. Yeah. yeah. I distinctly remember seeing the footage of, of Muslims cheering, you know, uh, over, overseas. It was, Way the fuck overseas. Well, I, I don't but, know. If El Bay Daddy, if he really wants to become uh, powerful and, and really be a leader of ISIS, he's got to get a reality show. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the world has come to. If you don't yeah. have a reality show, you're tanking. The world's, yeah, whatever. The next suicide bomber or something like that would <laughs> yeah. be kind of an exciting thing. I guess kind of, you don't, you don't want to win that one, nice which is why I'm always second. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Greg's show. Speaking of games, it's a great, great yeah. show. I love it. Thank I you. love the show. Road Spill. It's on True TV. Greg is in a bunch of episodes, and it's very, very exciting. Um, Marcus Parks, what's Marcus. going on in your life? Uh, work, uh, you can check out my Spotify project uh, over right. on Spotify. Go uh, follow me. I'm going all through all the decades, 1950 to 2015. Uh, I'm almost done with 1981. Go and follow me on Spotify. I got a That's lot of cool great. stuff over there. Awesome. And follow Marcus on Twitter. He's at Marcus Parks. I'm at Ben Kissel. You know, just keep on tweeting at me. I love all the uh, Trump apologist tweets. Those are fun. What, calling you a Trump apologist? Yeah, it doesn't even matter to me. It's yeah, all done. It, ben, it's ben, an oligarchy. You're getting, you're getting blasted. I'm getting, I love it. It's I'm great. Right? That's good publicity. It's fine. It's just it, nothing matters. I, mean, I guess people really do think that things do. All right. People like to believe in something. You should believe in yourself. <laughs> right, Marcus? Believe in yourself? I think you should believe in yourself, mm-hmm. unless you're the guy that shot up the um, abortion clinic. A or little less belief in yourself, <laughs> huh? Or if you're Hillary yeah. Clinton. Yeah, he shouldn't believe in himself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But just make well, sure the way you believe, uh, make sure what you're doing is good, and then, yeah, definitely believe yeah, in yourself. Go. Well-intentioned things. Yeah, well, into- well I mean, he was trying to save babies. Valid, a lot valid. of many babies saved that day. <laughs> many, many babies. Maybe Only three. been eight murders, by the way, at a Planned Parenthood. Eight murders since the 1970s. So yeah. there is, it is. Uh, arsons are up. Mm-hmm. Arsons. There have been three arsons uh, in uh, on Planned Parenthoods since then, and thousands of complaints. I mean, yeah. a lot of the cops are getting called a lot more often to Planned yeah. Parenthood ever since those videos came out. A lot right. more attention. If you're pro-life, it's a fine position. Just take care of the people that are born in this country. And then no one can demonize you. Yeah, take do that so first. many of these pro-lifers live in a goddamn cabin in the woods, and they go and they murder people. Not so many, but this guy, this piece, of, it's nonsense what this man did. If you're pro-life, you if you don't have a, a foster child or a, multiple adopted children, you can know you are not pro-life. Mm-hmm. You're someone trying to uh, allow the government to be invasive in human beings' bodies. It's not good, right? I mean, I think it's just, I mean, the it's laziness. Yeah, it is laziness. That's why I'm pro-choice. The government should have nothing to do with legislating uh, any sort of personal, uh, certainly internal, uterus-type uh, uh, things. Yeah, and, you know, there was a new, there's a new thing. Uh, the male, there's going to be uterus, uh, uterus transplants coming out soon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so men are going to start having babies. And I'll tell you one thing. That will, there will be a lot less babies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Men, men hate babies. We don't do well with pain. Yeah. Women are tough. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I'm at Ben Kissel. Uh, follow Greg on Twitter as well. 
Hell yeah. I'm, Greg, I'm, yeah, just Greg Burmeister. That's it. So B-U-R-M-E-I-S-T-E-R. That's great. Very German. Very German. <laughs> all right, good guy. And Marcus is also very German. Marcus Parks. We're all German. My, you German? Uh, my uh, grandmother's Irish, maiden right, name is Han, mm. so that's German, but Parks is uh, an English name. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. Mostly English, actually. Oh. And a little bit of French. Isn't that something? Uh, You're all over the place. Melting. Pot. Oh, I'm American. <laughs> yeah, I'm just American. I'm, yeah, I'm full on American. My family's don't been here me. for 300 years. Full on American at Hell this point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just don't want to stop talking. <laughs> is that a problem? I feel like the listeners have shut this off a long time ago. <laughs> They're long gone. Well, we still got to get ready for a round two. We have to do another podcast? We, gotta, we can talk for a whole other hour. Different. All right, everyone. Follow Marcus. Follow me. Follow Greg. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks, guys. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful, but we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost.